What's up, guys? This is Eric Ellison with Olympus Home, and you're listening to Only Roofers. Welcome to the Only Roofers podcast. My name's Elizabeth, and I have my co-host, Vince, here. Hi, guys. And we are interviewing Eric Ellison. Got it right? Yes. Here we go. Yes, correct. With Olympus yes. Roofing? Olympus Home. Olympus Home. Olympus yep. Home. Yep. Okay, so tell us a little bit about Olympus Home. It's a great, powerful name. So we started... Um, we started in 2019, and wow. the last wow. quarter of 2019. So our first, whatever Tough that was. Tough time to get into it. Yeah, <laughs> and so we had a, our last big storm in, in the upstate of South Carolina was uh, 2017. We had a big storm. We've had a couple little inch and a half, but not gotcha. really causing any damage. It's giving us a hell date. And so when we started in 2019, I don't know what we did in revenue that that first uh, last quarter, quarter, basically. I don't know what it was, but yeah. uh, I could pull it up. But in any event, uh, our first full year, 12 months, I think we did. Like COVID. Five, <laughs> yes. So we did 5.7, our first full wow. seven. Wow. Yeah. During COVID. Seven. During COVID. Yeah. During COVID was great for us. People were at home. So, you know, we're knocking doors and they're all at home. We year one, 5.7 and 5. COVID. 7. Yeah. Wow. And so in this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this because I've heard other people like Lee Haight and stuff say right. that usually what roofers say they did. You can cut that in half and then probably again. Yeah. Uh, when we say we do numbers with the system that we run, I can show you the contract and the invoices, check numbers for every every dollar of that. We believe you. You're no, no, 5.7. No, this isn't the EA show. This is the Only on Roofers podcast. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I just don't yeah. want people to be like, this you? dude's full yeah. of it because yeah. that's the truth, I swear. Yeah, so, no, we believe you. Let's talk about that first year. 5.7. Yes. That's a big big number for yes. for year year one, and it's a big year. I would think with COVID and everything like that, let's yes. talk about it. Yeah. What, what was your COVID hits early February, mid-February? What's the game plan yeah. to get to 5.7? Or you didn't change a thing? No, I didn't do anything different. Just keep grinding. Kept keep the course. Yeah, just stay doing the same thing. People were just Did home. you guys not knock doors for any time? Were people more hesitant to open at all? Hazmat suits? No, I mean, in that market. So we kept a close eye on it and what the feedback we were getting uh, from homeowners. So we, we kind of changed the door knock approach a little bit. Of, we would just kind of stay away from the door a little okay. bit more. So when they opened the door, we were... You know, that six feet or whatever the guidelines were at that time, we were trying to maintain Were you that wearing masks or, like, what was it? To be honest with you, I can't remember because we were running. At that time, we had, like, 18 sales reps. So wow. I'm sure some of them yeah. were some of them were doing it, some of them were. I, I wasn't really sure. Because we did 5.7 in our first year, there was a lot of systems that we didn't have in place yet no, to right. manage 5. Hey, here's 7. a shirt. We're from yeah. Olympus Home. Hi, yeah. welcome. Yeah, <laughs> and so we were – there's a lot of things that we didn't have figured out. So – it was everything we could do just to get all the jobs built and try to make sure the customer service rate was good and doing all the things that we needed to do to perform How at that level. How are you scaling the office? Yeah, like that, that scales like, Holy fast. moly, I can't even so, imagine the paperwork from 18 sales reps not doing one thing. Yeah. Like, if all 18 sold uh, two or three roofs that week right. and messed up one or two things on each contract. So, so for us, Jeez. Olympus runs a, a good bit different than probably most roofing companies. Yeah. Our sales reps are responsible for just a few things. Go knock the door inspect the roof, file the claim, get it approved, get a shingle color, and send us the office the scope, and then you're done. You don't ever have to talk to that person again. Okay. We handle everything after we have a, the scope, a shingle color. Uh, we so take you have the, actual project managers, not sales reps that are project managers. Yes, yes. so our sales reps sell, and that's it. And then we have an on-site uh, project manager who's bilingual, who communicates with our crews to make wow. sure that nice. the site goes on well. Our gutters are in-house, so we have our own gutter machine and control the labor for that Dude. as well. What was your background before Olympus? Because I, I don't think you scaled that fast, not yeah. knowing anything about roofing. Uh, so I was in roofing. I got into roofing in 2017. Uh, that but, is very, still very new. Yeah, so, that was in 2017. I, I partnered up with a guy out of Georgia. Okay. And uh, we worked the storm. I, I was new, so I, I didn't really capitalize the way I should have. I think what we did in that storm was probably two or three million, but I, I was new and the guy right. was old school. So. Uh, so when it, the first time that I signed a contract, um, I was like, I, I don't know what any of this stuff means. And he's like, just just go do it. Just go sign the contract. And I'm like, 
Bro, I don't even know what a three tab is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is. I don't what know what that is sold. Yeah, so and so it was a difficult learning process, but I learned by fire. And uh, okay. and so in 2017, I did that. And then um, I was a part of another company, and then that eventually, uh, it, it, there was a there was a separation there, and then so when I we started Olympus, me and my business partner now Josh, right. we started Olympus, and then it just kind of take what off. What is your business partner's role in the whole thing? What does he manage so, on you? So we're really we're really good at I think partnerships. I think you really have to be clear with who's one and two, and, yep. and we're really clear with that. I'm one, he's two. He's comfortable in that position. I'm comfortable in mine, and we operate efficiently with that. So I, I'm I'm building a lot of the structure a lot of the forecasting of what we need to do and, and how we grow the company and, right. and, and set the path. And he's doing a lot of the back end stuff of, you know, the stuff that people don't get to talk about. And I'm going to give him a shout out because there's so much stuff that he does. Shout out to you. What's his name? Josh. Yeah, cause it, Josh. It, it's great to push the company forward, but if yeah. you, you can't back it up or have structure for it, yeah. it's all going to fail anyway. And so he handles a lot of the, the, the stuff that's just boring, the worker comp audits, the, <laughs> the insurance and making sure we're staying, the payroll taxes. When and you all say the, it, you don't even sound excited about yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, I check out on those meetings. I don't do it. We just had a workers comp audit last week. I didn't, I didn't show up for the meeting. It just pisses me off. Like the whole process of it, of the red tape stuff, it just makes me mad. I know we have to do it, but I know I'm so bad at handling it. I just walk away because. It's better for you not to So be what part have of you it. done your whole life previous to 2017? So. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, Who are man. you? So it, before 2017, I was a broke kid trying to figure stuff out. Wow. And really even into 2017. How old are you? I'm 30. I just turned 30 in November. Oh, okay, you're okay. So. Um, I mean, I'm 25. Come so. from the baby. Yeah. So I, I stepped out um, and, and tried to start my own thing. I was trying to sell stuff on Amazon. Gotcha. I made a little bit of money, but I, I didn't have a system to track it well. So I was. I thought I was making money, but then at the end of the day, like I kept seeing the bank account go down. And so I was like, maybe we're not making money, babe. I was telling my wife, maybe we're not making money. I'm not sure. And so eventually we realized, no, we're for sure losing money. Like we're definitely not making anything. <laughs> so I was like, okay, we have to do something else. Well, during this time. Not laughing at your pain, but just no, laughing at that. Yeah, like, yeah, no, we're legit broke. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, no, for sure broke. Like dead broke. Like uh, there, there was a story. Wow, and your wife was with you through this. Uh, my wife, shout out to her because I mean. Shout without, out to your wife, was your wife? Uh, Kylie. <laughs> Kylie. Shout Kylie. out with, Kylie. With, without her, I'm, I'm working in a factory right now or something. She, she pushed me to do stuff that I wouldn't have done otherwise and i'm getting a little emotional honestly because she's just done a lot for me so anyways there were stories that happened during that time where a police officer knocked on our door one day my wife didn't know because i tried to shoulder from a lot of the bad stuff that was going on and so uh, a police officer knocked on my door he was there to serve us a, a paperwork to show up to court because we didn't have the money to pay our bills sure. so people were starting to sue us and, and blah 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 and so the police officer so i was like hey can you so i walked the police officer over to an area where she couldn't see because I knew at that time there was nothing she could do to change the reality of the situation we're in. So the only thing that was gonna do was cause her stress and worry. And she doesn't have an option to change it. So I just tried to put everything on my back. And it, it, I mean, it continued to get worse. I mean, we were behind on mortgage payments. Uh, yeah, I think we were like seven or eight months behind on our mortgage payments. Wow. It was really bad. She and then, is what you call ride or die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People will say, you know, as they see us now, cause now, you know, we live in a 7,000 square foot home. But they don't, they don't know. So they'll say, you know, you're with them for money or whatever. She's not with me for money because there was a long time that there was no money at all. And Do you so, guys have kids? What, yeah, we have one little boy. His name's Brantley. What, 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 what built up inside of you to turn that being broke and hard times and, and turn people coming out and turn your life around and build a successful business and, and change, change your stars? So I think a little bit of it was a lot to do with my wife and her belief in that, that I was capable of doing it even when I didn't think I was. Uh, the, the, the other part of it was I, I was a poor kid growing up, or I don't want to say poor, but uh, middle to lower class. Um, we had a lot of stuff repossessed growing up and I had a good home. I, I always had clothes and stuff. It wasn't like that, but right. we just didn't have a lot of money. I heard my parents argue about money a lot. 
and I had just enough exposure to a guy that owned a uh, some restaurants, and so I saw the way he lived, and I saw the way that we lived, and I was like, I, I and I, I promised that. myself when my it's when, available, I just don't have. Yeah, it. I got to figure out how to get there, and then I would start meeting people, and I'm like, hey man, like this guy's he's no different than me. He's just a dude, and he's so just I was, a dude. He's just a dude that worked hard, and so I was like, I'm just gonna put my head down. And I'm just going to work. So back then, I was probably working 75, 80-hour weeks and making $0. I was just learning. So now if you want to talk to me about Facebook ads, you want to talk to me about SEO, Amazon. That was your education. Yeah. That was I your was, college tuition. Yeah, that was my college tuition was, was my mortgage payments not getting paid. So, yeah. Love uh, it. Thank you, Wells I, I was Fargo. Investing, no. I was investing, in, I was investing in training platforms on how to do things to try to make money and not paying my mortgage payment because I knew – the only way that I was going to get to where I wanted to go, me making that mortgage payment, I was going to go broke at some point anyways. There was going to be a – there was going to be That a was time. inevitable. Yeah, it was going to happen. So just go ahead and call it good. I'm so broke how now. did you – how did you handle wow. all that debt? Like how were you able to, you know, pay off all your bills or what happened with the police officer? Like what was next? So um, – Like what was it in between? So when – Did you go to jail? No, I never went to jail. No, I never went to jail. <laughs> I paid off all my creditors, by the way. Everybody's paid off. I, I told my wife when we when we started doing better that, okay, now we have to go back and fix the mistakes that I made, and we have to go pay these people. Uh, we have to go pay these people and make all that stuff right. And so we did all that, and, and now you know we don't owe anybody any money. But um, congrats. But yeah, so uh, yeah, what was your question again? I'm sorry. That was it. Like, what was the in between the? The yeah, so it was in between just, those people stressing you out. In, in between what? It was stressing just stressing, stress. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot of stress, but I just I stayed focused on the prize. Like I know eventually. My, I'm gonna have a break, and when I have that break, it'll it'll all be worth it. And it's fun. So for the people out there that are struggling, um, just know that this, it's a part of the process. Like I also think that there were steps that I had to go through during that time. This made me into the person I am today. Had I not had to walk those paths and those struggles, I think I, I wouldn't have empathy with people and, and understand their fears of making a commitment. But I, I was there, and I was afraid, and and it went bad. You know, you hear so many stories of I took a risk and I quit my job and. It turned out fantastic. Well, I did that, and it turned out terrible, absolutely terrible. And it took years before we made that corner. And and it's so many in so many ways, everybody. How discouraging been, was it? You know, what made never, you stick to it? I never really. Again, my wife. You know, in the parts where I was a little discouraged, my wife was like, you know, you're fine. You're gonna make this happen. I believe in you. And so the, the, wow. that support. Uh, because when I say we were in debt, like I was doing, I, I used every available credit line from every person that would give me. Uh, there's little checks that you get in the mail that they're like, hey, you can deposit this for 1500 bucks. Every one I got went straight to the bank. And then I would blow that money on some other stupid thing. And just trying to learn, trying to figure out a way to make money. And so. Well, at least you're uh, putting it like in investing in yourself. Yes. You yeah, weren't buying I, shoes. And I did that. And, and it. And it and you went it, broke going in all in on you. Yes. Yeah. And, and I would say, go, you know, go all in on you. As long as you believe in yourself and you have a support system to do it you know that that story could turn out really different if i didn't have a supportive wife if my well, wife was you know nagging at me about right. how we're yeah. gonna pay the bills it's a much different story i remember probably we're, not here today we're early in 2022 yep you have a very very interesting background a struggle into a success story right what's something you could tell sales guys business owners guys getting into this business jumping or not even in this business that come from that kind of background that have the struggles that have the monkey on their back of the debt and so on get out of it work work i mean I know this is going to go against the grain a little bit of what people say, but you know, in my opinion, you, you, you got to put in time. There's no, there's no, 
there's nothing that you can substitute that time and effort and, and those hours that I was working back then. So five, the 5.7 million in 2020 mm -hmm. didn't happen because you guys started in 2019. Yeah. It's because you sacrificed and yes. you did everything you possibly could so to get out of that. it. Yeah, yeah, Cause listen, the, 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 the salespeople that were under That's me, powerful. The, yeah. the salespeople that were under me at that time, they believed in me. Well, I had to believe in myself first and I had to prove to myself that I was worth believing in before I could convince somebody else to believe in me. Right. And so that that, that passes on to them. They see that, hey, we can go crush this, we can go do it. And they feel that, that energy from me that I believe that that's true. But I needed those years of struggle to see that I could actually make it happen even if things weren't right. And so those years were critical, not from necessarily the knowledge I learned, which that too, but also just the self-development and growth in myself of once I got to that place, I do believe that you have to walk certain paths to be prepared when you get to the next stage in your life. And I think I had to go through some struggles so that I could handle the success in my life the right way and have some humility and right. not just be the guy that makes money and is out there saying, you know, I like I'm better than other people. I know what it's like to not have money. Uh, and, and so I don't ever want to discount somebody taking a risk. You were able to relate with your sales yes. staff and, and, and really yes. build them up as well. Absolutely. How That's many amazing. of them are still with you? Uh, right now, so we, we've actually kind of changed our model. There were, you know, it's roofing, so you have a lot of turnover in, in sales staff. Uh, not, you know, 80% of them don't work out. But uh, right now, I think we have seven is what we run now. But right now, our seven are all, are all high-level producers. So um, we don't have anybody. Back then, we had, you know, four or five guys that were selling $100,000, $150,000 a month. And then we had, you know, the four through 18 that were doing between, you know, 60 and, and zero a month. Yeah. And so what, what was the problem was we were trying to manage too many people. Yeah. That, that became the problem. So I said, we need to find, we need to run six to 10 sales reps that are high producers that are consistently going to go out and sell. And nobody, so when I look at our sales graph, I don't want to see like this, this, and then just a fall off. I want to yeah. see like. like Plateau. Yeah, you want to see everyone close. banging away. And, and that's what we have now. And so. Uh, the next year, and, and so we say 5.7 in 2020, right? Yeah, 20, what was 2021? 20, no, yeah, 2021. So 2021, we took a step back. We did 4.7 last year. 4.7, and to be fair, that was a higher per square price. So it was way less than squares. I think we did like 16,000 squares in 2020. In 2021, I think we did like 12,000 or 13,000 uh, squares. So right. with less people on staff. With, better structured where you, did you well have we had a little bit of, we had a little bit of a pop of a hellstorm in 2022 so that uh, or 2020 right we had a little bit of hellstorm a little hellstorm in uh in the in the region mm -hmm. it wasn't crazy but it was it just enough. gave us enough and so we didn't have anything last year nothing at all so we still do 4.7 non no storm no big storms at 17 and so we were happy with that and it was a big growth year we brought you know like i said our gutters on staff or all the different pieces that i felt like right. we needed to, to serve as our customers the right way. Yeah. So what's uh, the goal for 2022? Uh, it depends on a storm, really. You know, that that's the, I think if we get a storm, I think we'll be somewhere in the 10 to 15 million range, as I think what we'll do in a storm. Because you know, you're more agile. Yeah, and, and, and we built a brand and reputation now where we, we're known for stuff we know. Your name is great. Yeah, and so we everybody knows that all of our trucks are wrapped. You know, we do a good job with branding. Um, what did we, what made you think of that name Olympus Home? Because that's really I'm surprised that was that it was taken. Listen, yeah. I, I, it, well, it was OlympusHome.org is what we have. We, the ah. .com's not available. So, uh, but my, my my opinion on this um, when the name was originated, I was actually on vacation in Florida. My business partner, he was Great like, place. he was Florida's like, the best place ever. Yeah, he was like, uh, what 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 do we want to call it? And I was like, bro, I don't care. I don't think it, I don't think it matters. So, Real branding guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't care. Just give us a name. Let's put a logo and let's run with it. Like, like we don't need to spend time. Yeah. We need to spend You're time. Go go go. Yeah, we need to spend time trying to figure out how to operate the company, not what our logo is going to look like. Because 
you know, think about Google. I mean, that, that's a weird name if if you were heard the name before Google was Google. I mean, you know, I could, I'll beg to differ. There's some really bad names out there. Yeah, yeah. I like think my first company name was really bad. It was a contractor tech shop. Oh, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, so there I'm was, my business 411. There was a, there was a guy, <laughs> there was a guy in our area. His name was Hell No. That was his roofing company. Hell, that's a good Hell name. no, yeah. Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. Yeah. So kind of uh, like it. Yeah. So Hell no. I think I, I think a name you have to have a somewhat of a good name, but I don't think between Olympus Home, Olympus. You know what? We just got to talk to your business partner about this whole yeah, name yeah. thing he, situation. Yeah. He, he he's like, look, I don't care about the audit. Don't care about the name. <laughs> don't care about a, nothing. Just, yeah. just put me in, coach. <laughs> sell and sell and operations. I'm a big operations guy. Yeah. I think. I think that's a good. Re that's a way that we attract good talent is because our operations is bar none. I, I think we operate better than anybody in, in our industry and in our market, and uh, I think we attract sales guys for that reason. Because if you're a sales guy, right, and you're you're selling roofs, but it's going to junk every time you put a roof on. You can't get referrals. Checks are coming in late. You're not getting paid. Our operations division is so efficient that it, that I really want to share that team with the world on on how we do it because. The efficiency level of how we do things is, is just bar none, and and that's that's attracted good talent for us in, so, in the way we do. What's right. what's going to be like your last tip for Wrap anyone out, out yeah. there? Yeah, who's wants to, who's been through it, right? Maybe came from a similar background. Right. Hey, I don't really have the best examples. Hey, I'm not a second generation roofer. Um, whoever they are, the, like whoever they are, how do you? What do you? What do you say to encourage them to keep going on this track to finally one day hit? their goals and get to where you're at now so i would say to a gary v quote just learn to love the process and not try to get and, and for me early on i was so focused i was like babe when we start making twenty thousand dollars a month or we make a hundred thousand dollars a month like it's going to be crazy and i was so focused on the end goal that i didn't learn to love the process now I, I haven't looked at my bank account i don't know in probably six months or a year i haven't looked at my bank account she tells me if there's something wrong but I, I know. Broke again, hon. I, I, <laughs> yeah. All right. So I know. I know uh, she's gonna let me know. And so I stay focused on the process. I'm not so concerned of doing this tomorrow or accomplishing this next week or next right. year. I just want to work tomorrow. I'm gonna go to the office. I've been doing it here. You can ask my business partner. The first night I was up till 6 a.m. coding. Uh, the next night I was up till four. Last night I was up till two. I just learned to love the process. I love to work. You can ask my wife. If there's anything that I can do, I want to go to work. I want to go put my That's head amazing. down and grind. And, and I'm, I'm not concerned with where that puts me. I know if I do that for long enough, I end up in a good spot, that'll take care of itself. Perfect. So I would say just, just go to work, man. Don't, don't get too focused on the big names and the, the doing this or the systems and all this. Just go to work. Just go to work and learn to love that work, and eventually things will pay off. Well, congratulations you on your success. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your story Absolutely. today. It's a very powerful story, very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all for watching another episode of the Only Roofers podcast. We'll catch you guys on the next one. See you guys.
If you've been keeping up with our social media, then you know how insane this month has been. Places like Oklahoma and Wisconsin have been devastated by tornadoes and the homeowners have been desperate to get back to their normal lives. Check out our daily claim videos of damage from similar disasters. Welcome back everyone to The Daily Claim. I'm your host Noah with YVA and today's claim comes from Corinth, Texas. This was a hail claim that came in with damage to the roof, gutters, downspouts, and two of the windows. This was a brand new claim that came in that we were able to close under 37 days, including the settlement and depreciation. And the grand total for this claim was $18,929. Stay tuned for tomorrow's daily claim. Welcome back everyone to The Daily Claim. I'm your host Noah with YVA and today's claim comes from Cincinnati, Ohio. This was a claim that came in below deductible with windstorm damage throughout the entire roof. Once we took over and created our comprehensive claims package, we were able to flip this claim, bringing us to a total settlement of $12,580. Stay tuned for tomorrow's weekly recap. Welcome back everyone to The Daily Claim. I'm your host Noah with YVA and today's claim comes from Richmond, Virginia. This claim came in with both wind and hail damage to the roof and there was hail damage to the siding as well. Our team was on it and they were able to settle this claim in under 30 days, bringing it to a grand total of $19,233. Stay tuned for our next daily claim tomorrow.